This episode of HealthCast is sponsored by Rubrik. Data security is the new frontier in cybersecurity. For federal agencies, this means implementing a cloud-smart approach to data management without adding complexity. Rubrik can help your agency protect your data from cyber threats by using enhanced analytics and mitigating sensitive data exposure. Rubrik protects your data wherever it lives, across enterprise, cloud, and SaaS, so you can become unstoppable. At Rubrik, our mission is to let you focus on yours. Visit rubrik.com federal for more information. Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm Alexander Bolova, production lead at GovCIO Media and Research. Today, we are previewing the 2023 Healthcare Information and Management System Society Conference in Chicago, Illinois, otherwise known as HIMSS. Here to preview next week's conference are senior researcher Sarah Seibert and editor-in-chief Amy Kluber. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alex. Hey. Today, we're recapping the top takeaways from last year's hymns and looking ahead at what to expect at next week's conference. Plus, stay tuned later in the episode for some insights from our sponsor, Rubrik. To start our conversation, Amy, why do we cover hymns? What are we hoping to learn from the conference? This conference, it's one of my favorites, but it's a huge health IT conference. And for us, as Everybody knows we cover federal government. This conference itself isn't focused on federal government. So we play kind of a interesting game of find the federal leaders. <laughs> so it's it's a huge conference. I mean, it's global. So when we're talking about the context of health IT, that's everything. Uh, a lot of it isn't pertinent to our audience or our readers. So we do the fun job of getting to kind of paint the picture of what this means for the federal landscape, what some of the trends that are happening in the commercial side, how that's impacting federal IT. There is a big federal IT presence there, and we connect with a lot of those leaders. So I guess that's what we're bringing to the table. And both of you got to go to the conference last year. Is that correct? It was in Orlando? We yes. did. Yep. Sarah, that was Sarah's first hymns. I know. It was a whirlwind. Lots of lessons learned. I need to bring an <laughs> Ethernet adapter, portable charger, comfortable shoes on top of some of the uh, real lessons learned in health IT. <laughs> <laughs> Those are equally important. Yeah. So fun fact, the first hymns that happened post-pandemic was actually in Vegas, but we didn't get to go to that. It just didn't work out in our schedule. And I imagine a lot of the reigning theme was COVID, considering the event in 2020 was canceled before it was set to happen right at the start of the closures and the quarantines in March 2020. So we were actually set to go there in 2020. But I didn't go to Hymns. I went to Disney World right before its last day open. But that's a story for another podcast. But last year, there was still a lot of that discussion around COVID and how tech is impacting pandemic response and recovery. Granted, it was held in Orlando and a lot of the strict masking and distancing requirements were gone by then. So it did feel like things were back to normal for what we know hymns to be. Um, it's a huge global conference, as I mentioned. But for us, we got some great perspectives on the federal health landscape. We featured a ton of insights in our show podcasts and newsletters. 
We're going to do it again this year, right, Sarah? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Gearing up. So what what did you think of the show last year? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. It's definitely huge. Like I have trouble explaining to people how big <laughs> just the venue, how many different sessions there are. So I think it's awesome that we're breaking it down now. But in terms of top trends, I would say the two big ones I saw last year were interoperability and telehealth. Like you mentioned, Amy, COVID brought an entirely new lens to the health ecosystem. And even after some of those mandates and restrictions were lifted and we began to return to uh, in-person or hybrid life again, uh, health agencies are still focused on how telehealth could be used to reach underserved populations and close gaps in healthcare access. So last year, we had Neil Evans and Leonie Hayworth from VA on HealthCast to discuss VA's telehealth journey and next steps. We also hosted physicians from the Beth Israel Medical Center in Boston who explained how modernizing telehealth was helping meet new patient needs. In terms of interoperability, federal leaders unpacked new advancements like ONC's USCDI Plus, which creates data standards to better use and exchange health information. And then by improving access and sharing, agencies can also improve care delivery through innovations like cancer screenings and biomedical research. Interoperability has also improved dashboards and visualizations. So last year at HEMS, VA leaders explained the IVA interoperability platform, which brings in multiple health data points for a more integrated view to improve data discovery and sharing. Finally, interoperability is core to EHRs. So last year we had Holly Joers from Defense Healthcare Management Systems on HealthCast to provide updates on MHS Genesis, change management, and interoperability. And she'll be back this year to discuss the latest progress. So I'm excited for that. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great little rundown. It, and it's hard to kind of picture how big the health IT landscape is because we only focus on the federal government. So there is a lot of that partnership at play. And then the interoperability is key to that, right? Because the mm -hmm. vendors are the ones providing the tech for a lot of these things that we're covering every day. So I, I would say my top three developments that I took away from HIMSS last year that I saw continue to dominate the health IT conversation since was number one, the patient experience. We saw glimpses of how the federal space was starting to get traction on this collective push to use things like APIs to improve the patient experience. And then we saw that followed with the high profile executive order on improving customer experience and all the implications of that on the health side. My second one would be EHRs, as Sarah already highlighted. We were able to tag up with the federal leaders at VA and DOD working on EHR modernization efforts. So it's interesting to see how that will play out this year with VA, considering its program has since paused. And number three would be standards, which Sarah already discussed. It, it seems like a pretty obvious theme in the context of HIMSS, but interoperability rules and standards are very critical to enable programs like EHRs to succeed and also to enable clinicians to better treat patients and give more resources to researchers innovating in the health space. So I'll be interested to see how standards are continuing to impact the federal space, such as the new data sharing policy that went into effect at NIH just in January, actually. 
So Sarah, looking ahead to this conference, is there anything in particular that we're aiming to cover that you've been able to schedule in our roundup? Yeah, so I think we'll see a continuation of the trends that we mentioned with new developments for interoperability, like ONC's Tefka updates. Uh, we actually have Mickey Chapathy on the books, the first day of HIMSS, who will give us the latest on that. And then EHRs, of course, as VA and DOD continue to roll out their respective systems. And then after diving into this year's agenda, I noticed a greater focus on cybersecurity as it relates to patient data. So this has always been a priority for federal agencies, but as we all know, the attack surface only continues to grow. Now that agencies are making progress on digitizing health records and patient information, it's even more critical to have strategies in place to ensure that that information is secure especially as it relates to data sharing and interoperability. And then when I was looking at the agenda, one of the sessions with Mickey Tripathi and HHS is called Enabling the Digital Healthcare Ecosystem. I think that's a great precursor to what this year's hymns will be about. So APIs, as Amy mentioned, and consumer-directed services will be even more important now that we're getting the bones in place for digital healthcare. And agencies are now focusing on improving the patient experience when they're using some of those newly developed platforms that could tie into remote care and telehealth and digital health services. So as an example, uh, VA's Health and Benefits app is adding new features to remove barriers to care and integrate more self-service models to streamline customer experience. So I think we'll see more of that as we move into this future digital health landscape. Super fun. Before we wrap up the episode, Sarah, you have a bonus interview for us. Who did you talk with? I chatted with Travis Rozick, the public sector CTO at Rubrik. And this is our HIMSS recap episode. So I take it that you talked about the upcoming conference and how Rubrik relates to the content being covered. We did. We talked a lot about the cybersecurity trends in health IT and how those will evolve over the next year or so, what we should keep an eye out for in terms of cybersecurity at the conference, and some of the recent developments in government that have influenced health IT security strategies. Well, let's take a listen to your conversation. So with me today, we have Travis Rozick, the public sector CTO for Rubrik. Thank you so much for joining me today. Great to be here. Thank you, Sarah. To kick off the interview, what are some of the health IT trends you've been tracking? Sure. Uh, so uh, last year, uh, Rubrik uh, created a um, threat research, threat intelligence organization called Rubrik Zero Labs. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll share a little bit of metrics from some of the research uh, from 2020. So based on some of the data that the team has access to and researches, uh, we've identified that the healthcare sector has been the, the second leading victim of ransomware attacks uh, in 2022. Uh, and one of the drivers behind that is another interesting um, tidbit of uh, data is that um, the healthcare sector is the second leading industry vertical of having sensitive and critical data. So this private and sensitive data obviously is a huge driver for what organizations pay ransom. So you may not know this, but on average, each healthcare 
organization has roughly 25 million sensitive data records, which is a pretty uh, staggering amount. Right. Wow. Those are uh, fascinating statistics and definitely important to uh, protect that data, especially when you're dealing with healthcare and patient privacy. So what are some of the new developments in government you're excited about? So historically, the government and the federal government has been kind of slow to enforce change within industry, you know. So I think it's to the point now there's a necessity to have a sense of urgency because the the stakes are so great from cybersecurity perspective. And obviously, patient outcome, health, the livelihood of patients in the healthcare sector is incredibly important, which is, you know, something I'm very passionate about. Uh, from a government perspective, uh, recently, the White House released a new cybersecurity strategy. Um, and I think for this audience, there's five key takeaways. The first one is around uh, more investment in public-private partnerships. I think, you know, sharing information, uh, the speed of sharing, all of these things are going to be more critical, more important to minimize the impact of cyber threat actors. The second is around disrupting cyber threat actors, which kind of dovetails on that partnership. But also the key is really to ensure that organizations are implementing capabilities that cause them to be less effective. The next one is building security in. So building security into your organization, your products. Uh, instead of historically, we've added security at the end um, mm -hmm. and bolting on security just is not that effective. Also, they're stressing a uh, key around cyber resilience. So for my, my background in government, uh, DOD systems, things like that, cyber resiliency is really the ultimate goal because you want to be able to sustain um, your business, your military operations, your medical practice um, through a cyber attack. So you, you don't want it to impact it. So unfortunately, we, what we've seen with ransomware, it impacts the operations of every business and organization that it's impacted. And lastly, I think this one's really important that one of the key parts of the, uh, the cybersecurity strategy is to realign investments for organizations. Uh, so historically, they've been very whack-a-mole kind of approach, uh, very reactive in nature. Uh, organizations can't keep pace with the way the cyber threat actors are changing uh, their tactics so quickly. Um, so there's going to be more emphasis, hopefully more incentives for organizations like yours to invest in the longer term, make more strategic, bigger investments to hopefully have more impact to disrupting the cyber threat actors. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, that's a really exciting strategy that just came out. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it changes uh, the pace at which we secure and are able to respond to some of these threats. So what are you expecting to see in health IT in 2023? Are there any new developments or tech that's going to gain traction? Another great question. I'm hoping that what we've seen thus far um, over the last year has is, is kind of been a big wake-up call, a sense of urgency for organizations that we can't keep going at this pace. So mm. yeah, it definitely is impacting patient care, you know, the operations of, of hospitals and such. So hopefully, we've also seen a, a trend around cyber threat actors where some of these uh, cybersecurity countermeasures are actually having positive impact or negative impact to the threat actors and their ability to be successful. So I think there's going to be more and more adoption of these countermeasures that are proving successful. You know, for example, uh, immutable backups. Uh, what we've seen, uh, some trending around uh, organizations who are implementing immutable backups have reduced the likelihood from the ransomware operators to be successful. So one of the tactic techniques procedures they typically do is they get access to an organization through various attack vectors, and then they encrypt the, the backup data first. By doing so, they then deploy the ransomware to the, the rest of the uh, operational environment and bring down the organization. 
but because the organization doesn't have access to the backups, they don't know what data is impacted uh, and they can't recover either. So organizations have started to kind of change the way the ransomware operators are conducting their business by deploying and using immutable backups uh, that then take away one of those key pillars or, or um, drivers that have led them to be successful. And successful is getting paid and getting paid quickly. Right. That makes sense. And I look forward to seeing how that evolves. So thank you so much for joining me today, Travis. It was great to hear your thoughts on where health IT is headed in the next year or so. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. We'll have coverage of hymns all of next week, including both articles and podcasts. So make sure you're subscribed to all of our shows as well as our newsletters. Amy, Sarah, how can our listeners find our wonderful newsletters? Definitely check out our website. You can sign up to receive all our newsletters and stay in the know on govciomedia.com. Terrific. We'll be back next week with more insight on the world of health IT. But until then, I'm Alexander Bolova. I'm Amy Kluber. I'm Sarah Seibert. Thank you for listening. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com. Dot com.